johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, we are back, and we are ready to roll this Wednesday. Sports Insider Radio, we got a special guest, I believe. Micah Smith is on the air with us, and Big Mike. And we got early basketball for the first time as we're getting ready for March Madness while we're live. What's going on, Mike? What's going on, Micah? But this is personally my favorite time of the year, March Madness. It's it's really the only time where you could have day games, you could have – it's just an exciting time simply because it's now it's every team, even in these smaller tournaments, they have a shot. They're, they're playing for their – basically their seasons. And even if it's a quarterfinal or a semifinal, it's these, some of these teams know they need to win. So the whole analytical approach changes dramatically because it's not like the home-and-away scenario like you had all year long. You have a lot of softer lines because there's no – it's a neutral court. And even though teams – and, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, this is this is the time of the year that our late uh, Brian Blessing would rave about because he was so excited about the tournament. And this is definitely his favorite time of the year because he had day action and night action. And, you know, we always talked about geographically some of these teams naturally will travel better. Um you know, considering this is not the COVID year anymore, because if you guys all remember, I'm sure you guys all do, there was no fans in the stands for the conference tournaments and for the main tournament last year. So, and then the year before, you know, it was right around this time where it was doomsday and the Big East tournament was the only tournament that was playing on a Thursday. And then by halftime, they scratched it and, you know, they scratched the game and that was the end of it to the whole season. So this is the first year, you know, since COVID, where you're going to have full fans in the stands, the excitement. We've already started seeing some of the March Madness magic, as, as we call it, where there was a buzzer, buzzer beater three in overtime the other night. And you're just going to start seeing more of that. So, you know, the, the advantage is, and I know David Miller is not going to be on the show today, um, you know, he always talks about, you know, a lot of these lines are going to be softer and there's a lot of value because the public is hammering these games. And and what I've seen of late, you're, you're starting to see these double-digit dogs covering a lot more lately. I mean, it's not as blindly as you could just go on the board and bet every double-digit dog, but 
you know, early in the season, you saw those teams, those favorites, those double-digit favorites covering a lot of games. And as we all see it year after year, the line makers adjusted. And toward the end of the year, we're seeing more the contrarian side winning, where you're seeing these double-digit, you know, dogs covering all the time. And and I feel like now with the the conference tournaments, you're not going to get, you know, if 18 or 19 point spread, you're going to get more of those 12 and 13s, the 14s, because there's no account for home field advantage, and and there's a lot more parity. And so I'm very excited. Um, I know Dave has been on an absolute heater this last month, and it's just really exciting to see the guy work in real time. And, you know, I'm, I'm a very close friend of his, and I'm, and I'm able to reciprocate his place to all the clients out there. But, you know, one of his biggest pupils in our, the, the advantage is, um, you know, it's the, with doing – something that most people are just not used to doing when I, when I said, let me, let me explain what I'm trying to say. Most people, when they're betting on any sort of event, they have a limited span of thinking it's a long-term approach. They're more just daily betting. Uh, sorry about that. We're having tech issues. So we're going to make some changes, but before we do next week's show, uh, I'll uh, speak to the people at the station. So go ahead. What were you saying, Mike? So anyway, Dave, sorry about that, buddy. So you've been on a – we're waiting for Mike to get back on the air. As everybody knows, we switched our time slots. And uh, like I said, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll make it happen and, uh, and, and get things rocking and rolling. How's the weather out there while we're waiting in uh, Denver, Colorado this morning? It's snowing. Same stuff, snowing. It's been snowing. A little sunny here and there, Got but it. mostly snow. Yeah. What about you guys? I can't hear Mike. I'm waiting for Mike uh, to come on there. So it's uh, raining, 37 degrees. I've been following on Twitter the updates, if you can hear me, Dave, on baseball. Um, I'm, I'm obsessed with following this up to the moment. Um, have you been following the baseball like I've been following it or no? No, but I heard they're having talks today, right? So uh, one hour ago, it says, if an agreement is reached today, the tentative plan is for the opening day to be April 6-7, with the regular season extended by three days. The other missed games from the week-long delay would be made up in doubleheaders during the season. I don't know if you heard, yesterday was Apple's main event, and um, they they got the rights to the MLB for the doubleheaders every Friday on Apple TV because they're trying to pull market share from Netflix. So for everybody that has an iPhone, will be able to basically download Apple TV on their iPhone if they don't already have it. Um, and just, uh, what was that move? What's that show, Ted? Ted, uh, what was the show? Uh, Ted, Lasso. Ted Lasso. A lot of people already subscribe for Ted Lasso. Did you ever watch Ted Lasso, Dave? Yeah. First of all, can you hear me? Because I kept answering your other questions. I can hear you perfectly. I can okay. hear you perfectly. Okay. okay, yeah. No, I I never did, but no. No, hopefully they can reach a deal today. We'll see. No, Is Mike have to on? hang up and call back. Mike's on, but he they, they hang up Mike and call back. For some reason, I have a problem putting Mike through. Like I said, I'm working on it. Sorry about the tech issues. Like I said, this is just uh, we're gonna we'll work on getting a new time slot. Like I said, and uh, we were originally an hour later. Things got changed up since Brian passed away. 
Unfortunately, I hate to bring it up, but Brian passed away on January 9th, two-month anniversary. Today's March 9th. How time flies when you're having fun. Um, hold, on, hold on, let's try this. Dave, how's it, how's it sound right now? You like your own speakerphone. Like I'm a speaker. It's better than not having a speakerphone, right? Yeah, now it's a little better. No, it's a... Well, I picked no, up the phone. No, we're, we're, we're literally standing next to each other. We're going to be passing the phone back and forth like we're in, you know. Oh. Not not as uh, – I feel like it's Brian. Like what's happening right now is Brian is making this happen from up there, and he's saying, you know what, I'm really upset I'm not on the show for March Madness. <laughs> like, if, if I can't be on it, then nobody's going to be able to be on it. So, no, but, you know, it's uh, it's – this time of the year, um, I truly – I mean, do you love it as much as I do? I know I talk about it every year, but yeah. do you love it as much as I do? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Can't wait. I mean, I'm, I'm having fun every day, but, yeah, it gets even more fun. Well, I know so, that. Yeah. Right. Well, so it's funny. Yeah. Um, after your Q&A, I got a bunch of DMs and messages, and they were all saying, oh, are you talking about me in the Bowling Green game? Was that me you're talking about? I said, what? Maybe, but it was it was a few of you guys, and they're like, "I'm I'm never going to do it again, man. I'm sorry." I pause. I'm like, "Well, you know what? I'm just glad you could sit through it and listen, and understand the methodology of what Dave does, and it's not as easy." Because what I'm what what I've basically come to the conclusion, Dave, is ninety nine percent of this industry does the complete opposite of what you do in terms of reciprocating plays and be able to for you to be somebody to basically track all your stuff and actually ride your coattails from the handicapping side 99 percent of the industry is the opposite they're all worried about the big game theory they're all worried about you know how much can you put on this one game there's inside information all this crap that's just not real right so when they've been through the ringer from that for many years and i try to emulate a completely different philosophy and a completely different model it's like they still can't get over the fact that that is still what they've dealt with. They, they believe it's going to happen all over again. So by them watching your Q&A, it breaks those bad habits. I don't even get the call. It's like they call me after the show, and they're just like, I'm sorry, I apologize. I had the whole different view of what's really going on here. Thank you, right? So in doing so, you know, I think it's breaking a lot of people. Um, because, I mean, listen, from, from what I could tell, if we didn't cut the show a little short, you could have went on for three hours talking about it. I mean, you have so much passion behind it that you could go on for hours ask, answering all these, you know, extravagant questions. But, you know, it's, it's, it, it just gives the industry and a sense of relief that we could then, you know, take something that you do be able to replicate it to a guy sitting at his house, you know, hundreds of miles away or even thousands of miles away and be able to still understand and how to present a successful long-term product that, like I tell every guy I talk to on the phone, the only way you're going to make money with this business, especially with Dave, is if you have to have volume and you have to have a big sample size. Anything short of that, if you try to nitpick and play the games you only want and nitpick and only, you know, do a very short period of time, it becomes a much more volatile situation. 
I mean, you're, you know, you can't overcome. It's like, well, you know, I, I feel like I've said this like ten times. When you had that week when you were giving out those free picks, and they kept losing. And you're like, well, you know, and these guys are DMing, and they're all upset, and I get met calls here all the time. He can't win a freak. I said, well, that you're playing 5% of his overall volume. But of course, that could, and it could be the other way. You could have won every free pick and lost for the week, right? There's no really – there's no metrics, right, Dave? There's no real metrics that can uh-huh. say one way or the other. But, um, you know, these guys are just like it, – it's they, some guys get it, and the ones that get it are the ones that are – thanking me every morning and going, I appreciate, you know, you took the time to explain the program to me for 30 minutes before I made a purchase. And then there's the same dudes, that, and it's it's those parlay guys in the South that literally have no logic of money management. They're just trying to hit a five-teamer every day. That's their goal. It's like them walking to a 7-Eleven and buying a three-pick fireball every day in the lotto. It's like yeah. they're just trying to hit lottery tickets every day, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's yeah. it's... That's the industry we're in, but I feel like lately it's turned the corner in terms of they're understanding the philosophy and the work and the grind that it takes to get there. So, you know, in the past, I mean, I actually talked to a client this morning. He goes, look, man, I had a run, a short little run during football season that I, you know, I followed Dave and, and he bought a service from us and he didn't win. And he goes, it has nothing to do with you guys. I understand these things happen, but I know Dave is the real deal, and I literally told all my friends about him after the fact to subscribe to him, to listen to him, because when he talks, it's like hearing the gospel. And, you know, I respect that, because even though he took an L, he still understood that it's just part of the industry and it's part of trading sports. Nothing is just guaranteed every single week. So, you know, it's... it's just a breath of fresh air to hear that day from guys that you put in this hard work and you're qualifying clients day in and day out for me, speaking for myself, and it's like hearing that, you know, that these guys actually understand because a lot of them, they just don't. No matter what you do, no matter, like, I've had guys last week where, you know, you played, I think it was 18 total games pregame on Saturday, and guys were like, yeah, well, you know, I like John, I think we talked about this on the Q&A the other day. They, they front load the early set where they'll put their entire bankroll in the early. And if that early set grades, then they have enough money to play the later set. And then the lines are gone. And now they're buying to the number. And then at the end of the day, there's one guy that literally broke even or lost a little bit. I'm like, how'd you do that? Well, and he did exactly that. He front loaded it. So... You know, it's we try to teach these guys the best way we can, but I feel like at the end of the day, if they don't let that information seep in, they're just going to have the same result that they've had for years, which is doing it their way doesn't work. So, you know, it, it's it's good and bad. But, you know, at the end of the day right now, at this time, I feel like we've turned a lot of guys to the positive direction of, of being able to be successful in this business. Also, you need a lot of different sports books to shop around at, or playing that many games is a disaster because then you just take whatever price. And yeah, so the, you you didn't say that part, but definitely that's important, you know. Because yeah, if if you play that many games and you're just taking whatever price without discipline, this is this is a big mistake. 
So it's all price dependent. If you have that price, bet it. If you don't, pass. Yeah, so we're still having some technical difficulties. But what would you say to – so not everybody has the ability to have three, four, five books. Unfortunately, with the limitations within different states, there's only a couple apps that are available, if multiple apps. And what would you say to a person that's like, you know, he really wants to follow you, he's really committed with, with discipline, and he can get the price that you post? I mean – can? If it's off by half a point, we always do. Inst- he can- well, within can? so our metrics, Dave, that we do, yeah, we, we do within a point, we allow you to play the game. That's what, that's what the metrics that we've set forth. Because some people yeah, are off by I, half a point just naturally. Yeah, it's just really hard because that's 4.5%. So if the world's best wins, right. so it's 8%. Well, that would be 8%. If you say one point worse, go ahead. I don't know. I mean, obviously, the percentage that. will be worse. It's just so hard yeah, you go, to, you know, well, you, obviously. You get what I get, no, if you get my, my price, I think you're going to have a, you know, 2 or 3% hold long run. If you take one point worse, right. so now take away 8%, you're a 5% loser. So I wouldn't do, I definitely, we right. might have to reevaluate that. Yeah. Because each have points well, four it goes, to 4.5%. It does go both ways sometimes because you got to remember there's people that join at all hours of the day. So it's very hard to, like, say, all right, you're joining me on this exact time, on this exact day, and you're going to have the same result from the same per- – you know, the, the exact same person could have a different outcome 30 days later just because of their price wherever they're playing it, by off by, you know, a few percent. But there are certain people, like, for example, that join, let's say, after the show today – you already put out the selections last night. Some of them might even get better value in some cases of the games you have posted. Some are worse. So it, it all, I feel like, does even out throughout the month. But it's from our standpoint, it's hard because obviously you've never done somebody trailing you from 50 different states at different, basically, periods of the month. So everybody's got a different cycle. Everybody's got a different plan. So for them to all match up, it's never going to happen. But what we well, have shown have to, is well, when you do Wait, this, let me interrupt. Let me interrupt. If there's 10 plays, they just need to take the two or three that have the same price. Never one point worse. So, yeah, we'll figure that out. They need to always just take same price or just pass. And if that means they have zero games, we need to tell them, guys, you need to, you get, then you need to get more sports books if you want to get involved in this. Because, yeah, every state now has – I mean, even the states that just legalized it have five or six. There's really no excuse to to not be able to get within even, like, I don't know, five cents of what I have. But we can't tell them one point yeah, worse. That's 20 cents they're losing. And then, all, and then that'll be it's overall that they make. We do it, – it's really more of a half a point. But we yeah, have – you're yeah, always going to have some the advantage – well, half a point then, overnight. You know, with your fine. pricing, it's unless they're botting yeah, day, it, it's going to be very hard for them to catch it. Yeah, well, they have to, and they can't do it. Or, or they can do on one and a half or two minute plays overnight. They can do a half point worse. Yeah, got but like okay. NBA, you can't do so a half just point worse that. on the day of the game. Yeah, we got to adjust that because right. the day of the so game, that's, the NBA, that's what we'll do. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just adjust it. That's no problem. 
I mean, we're trying to fine-tune this thing, and that's the advantage of what we're basically doing, the people that are listening to the show, is we're basically, instead of having an, you know, a, a meeting about it, a private meeting and adjusting, we're telling you live on the air that these are the adjustments that happen in our world to make mm-hmm. you the person that's paying for the service the most profitable. So, you know, we have no problem always because it's such a fine line between what is right from what is the gray area from what is wrong. And I just I want to be toward the right side and be as close to it as possible so people could actually follow the game correctly and not cost themselves money in doing so because they feel like the you know the fear of missing out just because there's a game posted and the line's gone. Right. Yeah. No. If if they say why well, have a half point worse, then then we need to then we need to say okay, we need more sports folks and we need to get them going back. If they have one and they're constantly taking a half point or a point worse, they have zero chance to win. I can't get right. involved in that. Yeah, I can't. See, I made all these videos. And I don't think that. it's consistent. I think I'm, what I'm basically saying it's a one off, where it's not a consistent him, person that is getting our, worse. Yeah, just say if you can't match our price in real time, um, and if we have even just money and they have play. minus, well, even if, the, if we have even money and they have minus oh five, then uh, you can text me and I'll, I'll make the, the call. But uh, yeah, if I have even money and because one point worse, it's basically I have even money on something and they're paying minus one twenty, and it's like right. Oof. Yeah, because that's, that's a big difference, and I, that's a drastic change. I, I understand. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, but certain cases overnight and call the troops on a two-unit play, maybe we'll say a point worse. Because, like, the two-unit play I gave you guys last night, I was so sure it would it would move at least a point. It's, it's moved almost two points. So I was even, Got I was even laying five and a half a little bit. Even though I said released at minus four and a half, minus five. So those are the rare cases where you can take worse price. The overnight lines predominantly on a two unit play. On two you unit can take plays, a little yes. bit of a worse price. Right. I always Correct. take worse prices. Okay. That, on those. We will adjust yeah. because it, it and this has been a constant adjustment since we started doing this years ago, and I feel like we're closer than ever. More people are satisfied with the delivery aspect of the plays where it's not, you know, it's all about speed. I mean, a lot of those guys, as soon as you released them last night, all the clients received them last night on Telegram within seconds Perfect. of you sending it over to us. And and everybody got them in, and nobody's waiting on it, and nobody's sitting on it. And that's, that's the advantage I feel like we have over the market in total from our side, from the advisory side, where we're able to reciprocate that product in perfect timing, because nobody else is doing that in this industry. They just they just don't. They're waiting. It's more of like the day of the big hype, you know, especially with, with a lot of, because we're not touts, but the touts in the industry, they're worried about, they're waiting for people to grade the selections, and then when they wake up the next morning, they're giving a hype about a particular game that has a high frequency of winning. So they're just selling hype versus trying to beat the markets. And what you're trying to do is the complete opposite. There is no hype about any yeah. game. It's all about beating the markets. And, you know, wouldn't you know, the only product that I've seen in my time in this business, and I, look, I subscribed, Dave, to many systems when I first got into this business, just from before I was even in the business. I was just buying different 
you know, programs and, and, and touting outfits, and none of them had any sort of business angle. It was all hype and hype and hype and more hype. And it's just the complete opposite philosophy with you, which I really enjoy not only following, but I just I respect you as a person by doing it this way. Where in the Can past, you guys hear just, me? We, uh, you're back. You're back. He's in. All right. All right. All right. Well, I don't know if you all, I heard something about respect me as a person. I didn't I, What were you talking about? I, I respect Dave as a person. Well, maybe I was talking about John. I respect John as a person as well. So, Dave, so here's one of the things I got. We were having some technical issues. You got three plays you released overnight. Eastern Standard Time, the first game starts at 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, which is an hour and a half. The next game starts at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It's now 12.30 Eastern Standard Time. The third game, before you add additional games, is at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. And you know what I got this morning on the way to the office. All these newbie techs, anything on those 11.30 games? <laughs> See, that's one of the things I try to break people the bad habit of, Dave. They not only want to bet, they want to bet every game from the first tip on the board. They're so yeah, excited hard. when they turn on the computer and they see they got games starting at uh, 9.30 in the morning, Denver, Colorado time. It's like, how quick can I bet? They don't, they're not even looking for an edge. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like right no, now, this Idaho-Sacramento State game, why we're talking is on the air. I'm sure the whole world, all the degenerates bet that game just because the game's being played as opposed to just following your advice, and if there's three games and they go, well, what about all those early games? What about them? Who cares? Well, at this point, you have a gambling problem. I mean, at, the, at this point, you're just, you want action. You're Like, this is, so, I mean, you're dealing with, yeah, this is this is a gambling problem. That's what Well, what do you mean? Syracuse and Florida State is on ESPN. That's not a gambling problem. The guy wants to watch. No, I'm just joking. I'm messing with you. Of course. Yeah, but these guys are action junkies. <laughs> I feel yeah, bad for I know. those guys. Oh, I mean, you're, you're preaching to the choir, but it's interesting, the psychology, and then back to that, one of the things when we did the um, the Q and A the other day on Instagram, I noticed. And again, one thing that you're you're I'm going to tell you live on the air because I feel for you when you do these Q and As, you get the same repetitive questions over and over again, because basically at the core, I don't really think there's that many different questions when it comes to sports betting. I think it's each newbie that listens for the first time is probably going to ask the same questions, and you'll be frustrated week to week going, well, I've already had these questions asked a thousand times, but those newbies weren't listening to, to those questions. Yeah, but I you know, understand what I'm saying, right? right? Yeah, and, I, and I, try to, I try to understand, okay, this person, like, maybe they, they don't have time to sit through all the other ones. So I, I, keep, I try to answer the same questions. Right, and unfortunately, I think that's the nature. I think that's just the nature of the business, dealing with gamblers for only thirty. You know, remember, I've only been doing this thirty-five years. Um, it was funny. I have a client, Mike G, on the phone on the radio. He's listening from New Jersey. I, get, I sent him the live link. I sent him a picture of me in a magazine from nineteen eighty-eight when I had a full head of hair. I said that, and the guy he goes, um, he says, "Wow, I graduate." He goes, "I graduate." I graduated high school in 1991. I said, you know, this is the thing. Like, people don't realize that I've been getting the same questions for almost 40 years. The same. I almost say 
that it doesn't matter who I'm speaking to on the phone. The only difference between the client is their name. The questions are the same. The psychology is the same. The mentality is the same. And, you know, one of the things that in this process of educating these gamblers on how to make money, they're still obsessed with your short-term results. I mean, let's not kid ourselves, Dave. They care. They, we know you don't care about the short-term variance. They very much care about the short-term variance. You are absolutely on a run right now, and but you're not excited. You're not. It's just part of your world. These guys. Well, the only re- the, let's say they, the only reason I'm go ahead. The only reason I'm the only reason I'm excited is not excited, but feeling good is so. Everything's going smooth with you guys, and, and I'm I'm getting my money in good too. So I don't really, I don't. No, worry but what I'm my, saying is, I'm like you money. said, you're 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 as a lot of clients. I, I don't know how to explain this. We were talking about lack of education. You don't need to go be a college graduate. You don't have to have a a, a bachelor's degree in statistics to to do this business, right? You got to have a lot of street sense and you got to have a lot of good knowledge. One of the things that I still maintain is I think that people have selective amnesia auditorily. So they watch the video with Spencer. 254,000 people have watched that video. Imagine that. Think about that for a second. A stadium. I think the the Raven Stadium holds what? 60,000 people, Mike? Right. So think about that, Dave. It's like four Ravens games full of people. Every seat filled has watched the video on you. When you when you yeah. put it in that perspective. So yeah, two hundred and fifty four thousand people. I'm sure some people have watched the videos multiple times, but we'll say generously two hundred quarter of a million people have watched this video on how you wager. And you would think after twenty one minutes they would not call up here and ask the same questions that you've answered 5,000 times and in that video. And it goes back to, I still think, the one of the key components to this whole process is the money management aspect, that 1%, 1.5%, 2%. Um, like when we were on the live stream the other day, somebody said, I have a $5,000 bankroll. Is two fifty a good amount to wager per game? And I go back to this concept, which is, you know, if I had a dollar for every person that called up here, Dave, and said, I just want one big game a day that I can hammer. I'm like, I'm sorry, Dave's wagered on 273 games in the last 30 days. <laughs> you just, yeah. you got you got, you got to, you got to pick and, you can't pick and choose. Yeah, this is the tough part. I mean, people want the hot game and all that, but it just doesn't work like that. Yesterday was a perfect example um, on short-term variance and how people respond to short-term variance. I noticed that one of the things that, and I don't know how you answer this and how long early in your career the the margin of victory didn't matter to you. So, for an example, you went 5-2 and two on Monday on your pregame wagers. The two games that you lost, you were winning all the way up till the end of the game. Could have easily been 7-0. and oh. Yesterday, um, I believe you lost a game by a half a point or a point, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you get in these situations with 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 clients where they they're overlooking that variance. Like, oh man, I can't believe it. You know, only a half a point. I said it. Uh, what was it? The St. Mary's California game, 82 to 69 final. Uh, right. You lost that game by. Yeah, you lost that game by a half a point. So when you, you – I know you're not watching the game. Pu- so when you're looking it. at – No, 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 right, I didn't. You pushed, pushed 
Okay, you pushed Hopefully it. clients didn't take worse on the day of the game. And 13 was flat the night before. So if they took right. four and a half on the day of the game, that was I would have never advised that. Hopefully none of you guys. Well, so that's the thing. So I had a lot of clients call me and say, well, I lost plus 12 and a half because they just didn't care. But they weren't released and, at 12 and a half, right? Because there was a lot of 13s. It was basically 13. It was no, no. 13 and a half. Well, that's the point is you have people that are they're afraid to miss the boat and they don't understand that, what, the, what we really do. The guys that do know they don't chase it. If anything, at the worst case, if they're getting a reduced price on a half a point, some of them will say, look, I understand my risk of doing this, but I'm willing to always buy a half a point to the number if I'm getting reduced juice, and I'm willing to take that risk. And I, I, we tell them what the actual advantage It's not much of an advantage to do that. They're good. Look, I, I feel confident with it, and I'm going to do it for reduced juice by half a point. And they do, but nobody takes the wrong number. That we, we just don't allow, but some people just don't care, and they don't educate themselves of what we do prior to. What, that's the biggest thing we preach, and they just don't care. It's like they're blind to it. So, But I think that only happens once or twice, and then those people change the tune. It's always the newbies that seem to do that. Yeah, in theory, you're going to get a push like – Every other day, that would have been a or or shopping around for the extra half point will matter like twice every three days, and that's your entire edge for the right. year. So, I mean, people have to stay disciplined. I don't know. I feel we should just start talking about that more. But some of these guys you're dealing with just straight have gambling problems and don't look at it like that. Never will. And yeah, this is, this is unfortunate. But you know what? It's as of late, and I'm just being dead honest about it, because during football season it was not like that. As of late, I'm getting a lot more educated guys that have done. So there's two factors. One is the guy that's blindly buying a selection because he buys 50 selections from whoever, and that guy doesn't educate himself one bit. Then there's the other guy that watches the Spencer video, subscribes to your YouTube channel, watches your Q&As, has been monitoring you for months on Instagram, and then he calls in and he goes, I've done the legwork. I get it. That's my ideal client. That's the guy that I know that I don't have to say anything to except – go ahead. No, I mean, the guy that called in yesterday, nice guy, but he said he bets 500 a game. And I said, how much do you have in your account? He said, I have 1,600 in my FanDuel account. Well, that's Is that the guy you should be talking to, Dave? get out of the video. <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy, it's, it's not the dollar amount. If, if he would have said, I have 306 different accounts, then it's like, all right, well, let's figure this out for you. But to just say it's all in one account, okay, he's not shopping around, and it just sounds like... It's such a random amount, too. It's like the Internet pull. Everyone would have, back in the day, playing 50-cent dollar no limit. They would top off at $100 every single time, no matter what happened, or more. And then you've got a guy sitting there with well, you know, $38.24. You knew he was the dead guy. Here's you know, my basically. favorite. Here's my favorite one. This is this, this got to be, I hear about, literally, I get maybe 10 of these a month. What's your bankroll? It's two thousand when I win. It's usually around a thousand, but it's two thousand when I win. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I mean, 
It's well, it's usually at around a thousand, but when I win, it's two thousand. Or if it's the credit bookmaker, it's always the yeah. I could you know I have about a seven fifty to risk a week. If I'm done, I'm done betting for the week until next paycheck. It's like there's just no. It's like it's almost impossible. I like I I couldn't tell you how many people, Dave. I've turned away from your service. It's crazy as it sounds. I don't want to have a not as many as I turn that, away. It is that is underfunded and overinformed. I mean, John, that's John's like go-to saying that he's told me since the first day I started working with him. You can't be underfunded and overinformed. Let me break it down for you, Dave. Go ahead. This is how it works. You're either underinformed and overfunded. So you call up, you have a hundred thousand dollar balance in your accounts, and you're paying nine dollars for a, a computer pick. Or you call up and you say, I want to join your premium service for big money, but you only have 400 in your offshore account. So you want to be over-informed, but you're underfunded. You got, And I always go back to you have to have enough liquidity, just like you would in the stock market. Because the thing is, Dave, is when you talk to these guys, I'll say, how much do you have in your account? They'll say, you know, five grand. I'll say, do you trade the financial markets? Oh, yeah, I trade stocks. How much do you have in your account? Oh, I got uh, six figures. Okay, so you have six figures in your stock trading account. You have five grand in your FanDuel account. What's a good percentage in your stock trading account? Oh, if I make 12% a year, which is only 1% a month, I'm killing it. Okay, but then you want to turn around and you want to take 5000 turn it into fifty, as opposed to just thinking of it like the stock market. Because then in the essence, you're not really what I call a sports better. You're a sports trader. I, I consider you a trader. You're betting the number. You're not betting the game. You don't care about the game. But I, and so you're applying to – I mean, you'd, you'd probably be a great stock trader. I never asked you, but basically I'll ask you on air. You don't have to answer. Did you ever actively get involved in trading stocks the way you trade sports or no? No. No. It was just, just wasn't your thing? Was, Got it. Well, I was just too busy with this, yeah. There's only so many hours but, in a day. Pretty much, yeah, basically. So, you know, my whole thing is, with let's talk about that game last night real quick to make the psychological point. Let's say you didn't push that game last night. Let's say you would have lost that game last night. What point in your career did you not care that you lost the game by a half a point or a three-pointer at the buzzer or some stupid foul or some dribble out? or You know what I'm saying? Like, at what point... Or did you net? Or were you the guy that never cared? Because as you always say, some guy trained you and pulled you aside twenty years ago. No, I mean you want to win every game, but you you don't dwell on it. I mean, if you notice the time lapse and you're going, oh, hopefully I win this game, but you don't you don't dwell on it. You know, you just move forward. So I I don't I it's never really broken me. I don't know. I don't know, but I have a feeling you guys deal with some just people. Whenever someone calls and goes, I have one account, and it's just one account, or they want the hot pick of the day. This person just has no way they're going to win. Like they're, it's like Ever. a time on their on their balance in their account to go to zero. It's like a, a clock there. It's going to zero for sure, no matter whose picks they have. The guy though that has like five or six accounts, wants every half point, isn't begging you for the early game. This is the guy that's got a shot to win. But this is my opinion. 
I mean, I still think that, you know, if there's early games, you should have early games for them. Make them up. No, I'm just joking. You know, and that's the whole thing. Is like literally I was driving to the office this morning. I was driving to the office this morning. It was like, hey, man, Syracuse and Florida State's on ESPN. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm in. So, and your point is? Who cares? Oh, they actually said that? Yeah, it was the, it's the ESPN game of the morning. You get to wake up in West Coast and turn on the TV and Syracuse, Florida State's on. Of course you're going to be excited. Crazy. I mean, I would sleep six hours, seven hours in a night, and I'm going to get ready to wake up. And I mean, this is insanity. It's like even when I was betting during the pandemic, Korean baseball, I know guys that would stay up and not sleep and change their schedule. And I would say, well, you're not going to change the outcome of the game. Who cares? And then I would wake up in the morning, and it would be the ninth inning. It was like, for me, it was beautiful because you're literally three bats away from the game being over, whether you won or lost it. I loved it. I love not watching the games like you. But literally, there were guys that would literally stay up and watch that stuff all night long just because they wanted to live and die every every uh Every every uh, snap. By the way, since we're talking about baseball, and hopefully, again, like I told you, I've been following this guy on Twitter. He's given updates in real time. It's looking like if they can make a deal today, April 7th would be the week one. What is your opinion? What's Mike's opinion on the clock? They're trying to institute a clock, pitcher clock, batter clock, so people can't just lollygag on it. The, yeah, they I mean, say that slowing down the game has just killed the momentum of the game. Fans don't want to watch it. Games take too long. I have taken my son to some national games and some Oriole games. And, um, Mike, I don't know if we've ever told you the story. I, I was in Vegas with a client one, one time, and we were watching a baseball game. And, again, I'm not saying we were practicing proper money management. The guy was a nutball. He had 100000 on his baseball game. And um, it, was, it, was, uh, it went 16 innings. And I'm thinking to myself, it was, who was this? The Brewers and who? What was the other I team? Remember, I was miserable. It was the team had a seven nothing lead. Next thing I knew, it was tied up seven seven. It went sixteen innings. You kept the guy was literally taking gas, not about the money, just that he was hungry. He wanted to leave and go eat, <laughs> and the game never ended. So I do think I I I would like to see the clock. I would like to see them speed it up. What are your your guys' thoughts? I mean, I I think it's a great uh, yeah. Element. What do you think, Dave? I, I just, yeah. I mean, as long as the time's fair, some people are. Still I think it's like twenty seconds. Forever. I think. Twenty. But now that we're talking about baseball, what's that, Dave? Okay. No, I don't know. No. Say that again. You guys talk about that. No, I was. Uh, I'm more intrigued that I, I heard through uh, the inner channels that you potentially have uh, an MLB system that you're going to be releasing this year? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm always into it, but I'm going to try to fine-tune it, get it better. Because I know in the past, you used to do just the correlated parlays, right? That was just the only thing you really did in baseball in the past? Yeah. Yeah, we'll try to expand on that. I just can't. I can't see much of you doing favorites, so if you're doing sides, you're obviously going to be predominantly on the dog side, I assume. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. No, I mean, I'm balanced. I don't just go, I'm going to take favorites or dogs. I'm going to try to stay balanced. I'm not balanced, Dave. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, but I was just saying for me, I don't blame somebody if they're, I'm just going to focus more on favorites or dogs. For whatever reason, their strategy just 
it's fine. I get it, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll have mostly dogs. <laughs> You'll be like me then. Yeah. I'm trying while like you guys me. are on there. I'm tr- I'm trying to find out the um, the rules that they're proposing for this clock, but it's not. It's uh, eluding me on the. But it's a pitch clock. It's a, it's it a pitch seems clock. like it'll be there though. Yeah, the rationale is the yeah, here it is. It's it's a twenty second pitch clock to increase the pace of play and reduce the length the length of the games. I mean, twenty seconds is a long time. It doesn't seem like it, but because people can literally go up there and lollygag for a minute. They did a they did a a, a simulated set on ESPN the other night without the pitch clock and then with the pitch clock. What do you think the average length at bat was for the hitter before he hit the ball? Well. Yeah, and usually that's just the pitcher taking their time. Probably like 40 seconds. 53. It Almost doesn't a seem minute. like it's that long, but if it's, I don't see how you could go from 53 to 20 seconds, though. Because a lot of it's the guy quick. putting his arm up and backing off the plate, and a lot of it's <laughs> not the pitcher. A lot of it's the hitters working the pitcher. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. You know, like the I guy mean, will like – He'll put his arm up, yeah. and then he'll back, and then he'll yeah. spit, and then he'll back, and then he'll din, and yeah. then and he'll go back. And, and before you know it, you're talking about one minute. Every yeah. guy, one minute, one minute, one minute. And even from a guy like me that's obsessed with betting on baseball, I mean, everybody knows that knows me. Baseball is my thing from a purely dog side of the equation. And, you know, it, I, I can't watch the games. It's like watching paint dry. I mean, literally, I don't know who would want to go to his – I mean, who would want to sit there on a regular basis as a season ticket holder not knowing if the game's going to be five hours or ten? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you make a good point. At least, with, I mean, at least you know yeah. when you go into overtime in NFL, it's going to end. You know in, in football, it's going to end in college. You don't know. I mean, literally, Mike will tell you, I'm sitting there with that guy. He actually won the bet. But it was 16 and a half painful innings, man. It was a long uh-huh. game. <laughs> yeah. We had, we had they, dinner reservations. They, we had to cancel. Sh- it was ridiculous. Well, now, they, they shortened the, the overtime rules now that they have the new format as of last year. It's definitely shortened because there's a man on second to start overtime every time. I mean, not, I don't know why right. I keep saying overtime. Start extra innings. So now there's automatically a man on second. So you're the probability of runs being scored are much greater now in extra innings. So I think last year there wasn't too many very, very long games because of that. So I, I think they did. But, yeah, the whole pitch count, I mean, uh, the pitch clock matters. They started doing that more, and you don't see it in basketball. There is a, a free throw clock that, you know, there's there's a couple players in the NBA they get riddled about it, ridiculed about it, where, you know, I think it's Giannis – Giannis takes too long, so now the, the fans at opposing stadiums do the countdown on Giannis so he doesn't just see it, but he hears it also. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, they're just trying to, they're trying to speed it up. And it, it was funny. It was in the finals. It was really big where the Suns were, were going nuts every time when he was shooting a free throw. And they would, do, and they would fake the countdown. They would, it would really be five seconds, but they're already going four, three, two. Like, they're just trying to screw him up. But, um yeah, I mean, look, it's this time of the year. I really hope that baseball gets, you know, the things get handled and they actually start a season because I know personally from my experience, 
I find a lot of value. I mean, I know I talked about it on the radio for weeks that I have a system that I basically the only system that I personally work on every year outside of everything that Dave does because Dave only did correlated parlays last year. You know, I predominantly did overs, so I'm not ever risking favorites. I'm not putting 150s, 160s on the board at all. And because I believe baseball is the one sport where statistical data matters more than any other sport, like, yeah, the ERAs and the batting right. average matter a lot more than in, in the NFL what, how much a team scores or what the yardage is per game for each player and how many can, touchdowns can I, are over-under. Can, can, uh, yeah, can I say one thing? Can you believe this? Yeah, go Memphis is plus 2,800 to win it all. The Suns are plus 450. They're the favorite to win it all. I don't know, Dave. I might have to hit some of that Memphis because Memphis is just unstoppable. They, they don't stop. They don't stop covering. They don't stop winning. And it's like they haven't really even adjusted right. these prices yet. Well, 25 to 1 for Memphis is 28 yeah, to 1. Seems like a lot. 28 to 1? Yeah. What seat what are they in? I don't even know. But I think we're, uh, we actually pushed it to the end. We got a, thing, like a minute pack. left. Middle of the pack. I'm playing Memphis. That's my futures play. That's your complimentary radio uh, selection like to it. win it all. Yeah, it sounds good. I mean, that sounds good. All right. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow and uh, I'm uh, on, on Instagram Live, and we'll see you next week here on the radio show. Hopefully we'll have the glitches worked out. All shows are archived online. Thank you. You got it. Bye-bye. Later, Dave. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. free.